What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Emo Brown, the podcast. Today, Angel Cortez, from the fucking streets of Santa Ana to going to where? Afghanistan? As far as Afghanistan, come back home, home to where he roosts. We're going to learn all about Angel Cortez today. Compita, thank you for making the drive down from fucking Garden Grove all the way to San Diego. First off, how how, how was that this morning? It's not bad of a drive because... Uh, it's, in, it's right after work, but also right before, you know, like let's say the weekend time when everybody's driving down mm. there or driving back up, whatever. It was easy. Tell us a little bit about your story, man. Tell us a, like a quick <clears throat> overview of where you started, where you're from, where you at. And so I, I will. But before I start, I just want to uh, right off the bat, you know, and, and Bobby helped me get to the point where I'm at because Bobby, the he had heard about me from a, from a friend mm. and he started checking all my stuff. And then he's like. Hey, come over here. I want you to, and then his friend was like, I want you to meet you know, his friend's Paul Gomez, who's been mm, at, yeah. at Hurley and Nike. For Hurley and Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, man, I want you to meet Angel. So he he had already looked up some of my stuff. And the and after the first meeting, uh, at the end, he's like, you ever think about running for office or anything like that? And I remember just laughing. Fucking Bobby, bro. He wants everyone to be in politics, man. And, uh, but that that was years ago. But now, now on the, this is like the first podcast where we're, I, I, what I'm asking of, of the public, mm-hmm. of the people is to put their, their, their hope, uh, their faith and, and, and their time into what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Uh, because I, the, the sleeping giant, the Chicano community needs leaders. Um, the, the, our youth in general needs leaders. And based off my history, um, I reach further past Chicano's past, uh, all that. Uh, but, the Chicano community needs leaders, so there's multiple ones, right? But and I, I feel like I am one. There you go. I'm not gonna go anywhere. So I'm asking uh, people, the the people, to put their faith in me, uh, who I am. Uh, I'll start off with the newest thing and then go back, right? So uh, uh, recently, I donated a kidney to my friend's wife. Um, I <laughs> I teach as admirable as fuck already, bro. Off to a great start. Like, do we, hey, do we have a superhero? Jeez, the Mexican on? Marvel character over here. Go unlocked. I teach uh, anywhere from uh, billionaires to SWAT teams, sheriffs to the average individual how to better prepare themselves. We're not just a shooting company. We are a a you know survival company. Uh, as something as simple as how to filter your own water, how to um, you know, tie knots and stuff like this, like a survival stuff, right? Because uh, I spent some time in the special operations community. Um, you know, I, I've got, and, and based off that history, I've gone to work uh, with National Geographic, the History Channel. Uh, and and when I first got out, I started sharing my combat footage uh, on Instagram. And it got quickly got millions and millions of views because uh, I've been very fortunate and unfortunate to have experienced uh, war to that level. There's a lot of people in not just this world, um, but in the United States who enter the military, 
but that doesn't mean necessarily that they see uh, combat to this level or even people in the special operations community just because they're a CEO, Green Beret, Ranger, whatever, doesn't even mean that they saw that much combat because I know a bunch of special operation guys who have seen nothing mm-hmm. and it's not their fault, right? Uh, I got to see enough that the dudes who who I was right next to are now giving TED Talks, writing books, uh, word on the street is that there's going to be a movie. Very nice. Um, so I, I I did, I was an army ranger, so I was in the special operations community. I did uh, eight years, so almost a decade in there. Wow. Um, and before that, uh, I mean, because of that, I got out and, I, and I, I was doing a lot of work in the low income and veteran community and it needed a name to, to start funding these things that I was doing, right? So yeah, I created OG Pumpkin. OG Pumpkin, great name. Bro. Um, OG Pumpkin isn't a just a military brand because uh, just like most veterans, I do a lot of things, right? I, I skate, I surf. Um, and I, I, I'm an active uh, uh, participant in the martial arts community. So I've competed in the ring, on the mats. Uh, I train just about every day. And we started selling rash guards. We started selling t-shirts, uh, skateboards, and people believe in in the mission so much that that to this day I have almost six hundred people with the uh, OG pumpkin design tattooed on them. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, permanent fans, yes, permanent fans, yeah. man. Yes. I I've spent a day, a couple years in the in academia. I have I'm two classes away from a bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics. Very nice. So that uh, what people don't know that is the route to become a registered dietitian. Uh, so there's a nutritionist. Who anybody can call themselves that you there's no legal backing for that for example i can't call myself a doctor and then give you advice because i'll get sued i can't say i'm a lawyer and tell you to do this and that and because i can get sued but a nutritionist anybody can call themselves a nutritionist um there's no legal backing to that but a registered dietitian you have to go to school uh for four years to get your bachelor's you have to do the internship at a hospital uh and then take your your exam um so i'm two classes away from learning, you, man. learning my yeah. bachelor's. And before all that, uh, I was a gang member. Go ahead. I, I, in Southern California, I sold guns and drugs. Um, and not to, um, what am I, what am I looking for? Not to justify it, but what, when, what, when my homies were selling guns and drugs and buying rims and cars, I was going home to, to feed my brother and my sister, uh, to tell them like, Hey, what has been, um, denied to us for years, food, clothes, we are now going to get it. And, and that's what I did. And before that, I was just a first generation malnourished, um, not educated uh, kid. But again, look at you now. Yeah. You know, you didn't do these things out of like, you know, glory and luxury. It sounds like you did all of these things out of necessity and survival. Yeah. You know, you were trying to fill voids where there was plenty of voids I'm sure been growing up, you know, like, yeah, definitely. Sounds like you came from a background that wasn't as, you know, as easy as most of us have it down here, which is an interesting case. And I was telling him, I was like, I'm legit nervous sitting down and talking to Angel about his past and, and everything. Cause is you whoop that ass? Well, cause I talk, <laughs> we, you know, we fucking, we have a good time. You know, we, we, we mess around. And then I was talking to Bobby. I was like, yo, fool, so what's up? How do, how do I approach this? And I was like, I don't want to bring them on Meticha Monday because, you know, the structure on Meticha Monday is just a little wild. It's out there. There really is no structure. There is. But the structure is chaos by design. I said, I I don't want to I don't want to do that with Angel. I want to sit down. I want to learn what he's about because he's got a lot. He's got a lot of information that he is in a great position 
to divulge to people. Absolutely. People, our demographic, our dem- yeah. demographic, Mexican-American, first generation, Chicanos, whatever pronoun, anything you want to use, if it applies to what I just mentioned, Angels are not, he's, there could be worse guys to look up to is what I'm trying to say. This guy's got his, he's got his shit together. And I heard also, Angel, that, you know, I like how you started. The most recent thing, most selfless thing you've done is, is share an organ with someone, right? Yeah. Like, well, it speaks to your heart, man. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I, I didn't, as a kid, I didn't say, hey, I want to be a president. I didn't, I didn't want to be in the political world. I didn't, I mean, I'm just trying to, first of all, eat. Mm-hmm. There's, there'd, be, there'd be plenty Survive. of times where where it was dinner time and you know your stomach is rumbling as a kid and to that point i already knew like there's there's no food so don't eat don't even ask for food because that's stupid because Mm -hmm. you already know there's no food the you know you're sleeping on the floor so Mm -hmm. i i where i'm at now and where i'm going is not something that uh, i wanted to do that i had plans to do it kind of just um I was heading that direction and then and then bobby's one of the individuals that was like you know what are you going to do with this um, you know, cause I could easily just like, you know, live my own, my, my best life. Right. Yeah, not, sure. not have to worry about the veteran community, the low income community, not have to do any of that and then just ball out by myself and have a good time or not. But that's just, that's, that's not me, man. Um, so through like OG pumpkin, um, man, I've, uh, thousands and thousands of dollars we've given back to the veteran community, the lung community most recently, uh, I bought over $4,000 with the skateboards Very nice. and because I skate, right? So what I would do is I would go to the hoods in in from from East Los to San Diego and anything in between, and dress up in in, in like in a uniform and go skate. So a lot of the dudes, the kids there would be like, "What the fuck is this, this guy yeah. fucking doing?" What? Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, "Do a kickflip, fool!" Yeah. And then I would do that and more. So yeah. they'd be like, "Fuck!" Yeah. And, yeah. and then I would hand out boards. Tell them, hey, follow OG Pumpkin. Check out what we're doing. We do a lot of community events. Come out and then also talk to them. Like, hey, man, I came from neighborhoods just like this. You know, you can do more uh, um, and, and so on and so on. Uh, bought a bunch of food. And during COVID, where everybody was losing their jobs, it was a, a moment for me where, where it was, I was becoming really successful. I went on uh, Andy Stump's podcast. Mm. And Andy Stump's been on Joe Rogan's podcast like 10 times by now. Um so as you can imagine, the traction that I got from that and people buying it and 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 what I've always said is anything past rice and beans in my house, mm. it's extra. Luxury. It's extra. Yeah. <laughs> so as all these sales were coming in, what I was doing was was going to to food banks dropping off food or going to Target and scratch and point putting four hundred dollars on the card, scratching the back and putting it in the story, be like, hey, whoever needs stuff for kids or their elderly. Come buy it. We got and, you. And 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 the the limit would be forty dollars. And then I would call the transactions, and then everybody was spending like forty dollars. Mm. You know, so like, but now obviously it's bigger. So now um, chances are high there's a shitheader or two following it, right? So I, I kind of stopped doing this, putting hundreds of dollars on cards and scratching them off and putting it on there and show it to them. So now what I do is more direct uh, stuff. Because yeah. we're. <laughs> This is why I want to bring them on too. We're learning, we're figuring out our way and trying to structure what we're doing. And it's always awesome to find somebody who's already been doing it and been successful. I want to know where all this came from, man. So to to take it back, you're from the, you're from Santana, Garden Grove, grew up at, you already mentioned you were in a gang. How do you, how does one end up in a gang? I mean, I know the, the old cliche about, oh, probably broken home, filling a void. 
it was, man, I was like a, not necessarily innocent kid, but what it was is I was in my own world. So I grew up skating. Mm -hmm. Well, my cousins had money. So anytime I would go over to their house, they had skateboards and I would always use it up so much that their mom would be like, fucking angel just comes here and the board costs a lot. He just uses (laughs) it up or I would go to a friend's house. And then finally somebody gave me a board. And then, so I just stuck with them more and, and I was just in my own little world. And then one day uh, in junior high, some of the gang members took uh, one of my friends board and I can tell they didn't want to give it back. And I wanted to do something, but I, I knew as a, uh, by myself, I couldn't. And my my group as of skaters, they weren't fighters. They're good people, but the, they're not. They weren't about that life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. kind of just let it go. And I'm like, fuck this, man. Like, I can't. This is not me. This is I had to make a choice there. I could either. Not get involved in the gang life, mm-hmm. but every now and then would, have, punked, would, would get punked yeah. and be okay with that. And I'm like, that's dude. That, and I've seen a lot of dudes go that route. And, and if that's the way you want to go about it, that's uh, that's fine. Um, probably better than the route that I did because what I did was like, no, fuck that. I need backup. And then there was another gang in there that was like, hey, I don't like those guys. Mm. And I was like, hey, I don't like them either. And then we started hanging out. Next thing you know, um, you know, we we I you know backing up the the gang. And then right. I get jumped in, and then it it the violence increased like fast, man. Like by I by fifteen, I already had my crew within the gang. Um, I was leading the charge. By I would never ask a guy to do anything that 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 I wouldn't have done. Or haven't done. And then none of them ever told me no. Because they're like, I've seen him. Because you led by example. <laughs> I've seen him do this and that. So then, and then when the first time somebody tried to kill me, that's when I I, I amped the what I was doing. You know, because I got stabbed in the head and in the back. Damn um, it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. You're going to do this. And then I went to go buy a bulletproof vest, a shotgun, a couple of revolvers. And it was on. And the thing is like, it, and then we started, and then I started selling drugs because I would see dudes like with money and I'm like, yo, dude, I, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would buy stuff for my brother and my sister. So I was doing this stuff for my brother and my sister doing things not to get fucked with, but I got lost in the world because of my upbringing and obviously how I felt of, of, of the, the lack of love, mm-hmm. my dad being uh, physically abusive and just, it was never a question of if I would get beat, it was when am I going to get beat? Yeah. My mom uh, hitting us, but also more emotional, you know, like, Telling us that we ruined her life. Which is worse than getting physically yeah, beat, dude. man. Um, that's, a, that's, that's, permanent, longer, yeah. that's a permanent yeah, scar. Yeah. You have testosterone, the pure pressure. So I got lost in it, man. And, and It's easy to get lost in that world. It is. And from the outside looking in. Because like you said, I took the other path. I feel like yeah. everybody once in their life as a young man, you get that fork in the road where it's like, oh, shit. Especially junior high. Right? Yeah, junior it's high like, is like a telltale. I'm afraid for that, man, with yeah. the boys, you know. And I'm afraid because I have three little kids, 10, 8, yeah. and 5. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I feel sometimes I got lucky with the choices I've made, but there's going to come that uh, that chance in, in the little kids' lives where it's like, all right, am I with them or am I doing this on my own? I said, fuck, I'd rather just do this on my own. Just because I saw too many things in my family with my cousins, like, I'd rather just fucking do my thing. Yeah. So, but it seems like it's a really easy transition because the gang provides love, provides acceptance, yeah. provides a... a, a a, a helpful ear when you need to say some shit or get something off your chest, they're there, yeah. you know? And, and I got lost in it, man. And, and, um, but things just started building up more and more. And next thing you know, we were doing like 95% of all violent activity being produced from that gang was me and my crew. <laughs> and so you were what, 15 to 17 roughly? Yeah. Yeah. So Arr. the older I got, the, the, the smarter I got. And, and I was doing everything, 
I always believe that if you're going to do dumb things, yeah. be smart about it. So like all my, if they weren't revolvers, I made brass catchers for all the pistols. Um, anytime we did something like really big, uh, the, the, the drill, the protocol was anything that you're wearing, we're burning. Um, so like, I remember my, one of my friends, uh, had like a brand new fresh pair of air force ones and then, you know, all white, you know, Nelly with his air force one song. Boom, boom, so man. around that time it was a big everybody deal. won the, the air force one. Yeah. Circa what? 2005, 2006, yeah. 2007. So I was like, yo dude, the shoes too. And he's like, what? I just bought them. I'm like, no nah, man, like we're not going to get caught up because you don't want your shoes to get thrown in the fire. Like everything. The, any weapon that we use attention at, to detail was gone and uh because because i went as far as to go take a uh, csi classes yeah. i told them i wanted to be in csi but i just wanted to see what they were looking for how not to get caught <laughs> how not to get caught and that if you're gonna do dumb shit be smart about it bro that's for real you know yeah. if you're gonna do some dumb shit just make sure that you know exactly where you're gonna get caught up in and get i mean that's a natural born leader abilities and and fucking attributes that you were fucking uh, accumulating at a young age yeah and and but they the, the thing is they saw that they saw that and they fed me their bullshit to keep doing things for them and 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 i'm like dude this isn't this mm -hmm. isn't one day i was just like this isn't what i want to do in you didn't see life. a future in it anymore there, there's no future i knew right away you know anytime we were uh gang gang unit fucked with us or whatever or the ones that would talk with us i would like Ignore them, but I knew, like, yo, like, he's right. There's no future in this. So one day, I I brought everybody in my friend's garage, and 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 by that time, it had already been a couple of weeks where I knew I was wrong. But then I had to voice it and actually do something about it. I brought them in, and I told the crew, like, hey, man, I I, I led us down this path. Uh, I fucked up. We we weren't supposed to be doing this. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. We can still make money. We can still do things. But this is not the route. We need to do it differently. So I told the gang at that time, some of the older heads had done some stuff that, go, that went to jail and prison. Um, and then the ones that were out, that were still out. And like I said, we were doing 90% of all the violent crime. So I told them like, hey, we're out and I'm taking everybody. So you can either be okay with us or we can fight. You know what I'm going to do. Um and I made everybody go back to school. And if they couldn't go back to school. Fucking guy, hell yeah. I, Brush your teeth. Let's <laughs> get Get that GED, motherfucker. <laughs> and if they couldn't go back to school because they fucked it up so much, I, I I made them go to continuation. We all went, we all found a job. So even though we were selling drugs, we all had, I had a full-time job. Yeah. And it kind of bummed me out that like, I would work two weeks at this place that uh, fixed airplane parts. So anytime an engine would come in, I would, I would take it out of its crate. Anytime they fixed it, you know, do the shipping give them the parts of the, of the big ass inventory that they need. Like I need this screw, this bolt, this whatever, whatever. And I would go find it. I would work for two weeks and then I would make more money on, on a Saturday, Saturday on a Saturday. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, but I'm like, no, dude, this isn't the route. This dude fucking had prerequisites to be in his crew fool. He's yeah. like, you want, you want, you want to be in my crew? You need a GED. Fuck. <laughs> hey man. And they listened. Huh? Yeah. They listened. And that's all that matters. And, but then as you can imagine, some people in other gangs and crews were, they, they, they knew me because I had gone to so many junior highs. And then they obviously those people that I've met went to different high schools. So I, people knew about me. So mm -hmm. when they saw the route that I was going, most of them were like, okay, whatever, leave them alone. But the ones that, that wouldn't, because as you can imagine, of years of going back and forth, they weren't going to let it go. And that was the most uh, violent time being part of a gang actually when I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And I told I told the crew like, hey, we're not going to do this this bickering, talking shit fighting no 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 it's it's all or nothing that's what we're going to do 
and 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 that and that's what we did to the point where it's funny how you know certain gang members uh or or thugs or whatever think they're cool and badass and tough until certain things happen to them and then they want to go to the law so yeah. uh one day some stuff happened and uh i was waiting for for the payback i was i was all night all day and night i was with my bulletproof vest guns loaded waiting for them to come uh and then they never came swat came so what happened was <laughs> you they, know what that means they called uh, they, somebody said they some shit. On us. yeah but as like i said like i said you, uh, I was always smart about everything that he did. So yeah, they raided the uh, five houses at once. They oh, got, they found guns, drugs, but nothing that would that pertain to certain things. They couldn't link you on a heavy shit. So and that's when I was like, dude, like that's gotta be a wake up call, Angel. That's gotta be like a legit, like oh fuck, I gotta drop it all. No way. The, the wake up call was fucking when I told the crew, like, yo, right. we're done. We're we fucked up, but doing this, I'm like, and then I, and then nothing happened, right? So I got fucking lucky in that point. We all did. And uh, I joined the army, but the army wasn't an escape, man. I, I always loved the military. Like uh, I remember one time, one year, my grandma baked me a cake and she went to the 99 cent store and put toy soldiers on the cake because, and I, I think I, uh, I became 10 or nine mm. because by then uh, it'd been so long of me playing with plastic soldiers of, of on, on the on the dirt making trenches and because i looked up to them and now obviously i know better but what it was is that i would see them and and there were things that i wasn't and they had things that i didn't have so they were strong physically and mentally they had love they had a community they they cared about each other um they were about things bigger than themselves and so obviously I looked up to all that. Well, you were exhibiting those traits already at 15 to 17 by assembling your crew. by <laughs> putting the wrong way. Right. The wrong way. Hey, you know what? But it, it, it all right. starts somewhere. Yeah. It all starts somewhere. The CEO and entrepreneur is not just going to all of a sudden one day wake up and be like, oh, this is what it is. You're going to be exhibiting those traits from the get from when you're in elementary school all the way up. And you were. You yeah. know, if you you were running crews, you were assembling crews, you were overseeing and people were reporting to you. You were you already had that mentality as a youngster, man. I, I love the drive to survive constantly, though. I mean, from the time of getting the basic needs met through getting food for your family and your brothers yeah. and your sisters to get into a point where you recognize your decision making may not only impact you, but those that you care about from your crew, then being bold enough to make that stand and then deal with those repercussions. I mean, it's yeah. been strong in you. It was, man. And as you can imagine, I... I I didn't have the certain tools to deal with it the, the best that I could, but I did, I did the best with, with what mm -hmm. I had. Right. Um, so I joined and, um, you know, I wanted to be a, uh, cause I would see like national geographic or history channel specials on what was on going war. on in yeah, the war. For sure. mm -hmm. And I wanted to be part of it. Cause like when nine 11 happened, dude, I remember feeling distinctly feeling in class, like a piece of shit because I couldn't do something about it. Okay. Because I wanted to do something for this country that had done a lot for me because we were poor and this and that. But sooner or later, my mom found out about uh, food stamps and stuff like that because some of us were born here. So the way I saw it was the country that took care of my brothers and sisters and I um, is in trouble. It is now my turn to, to take care back. to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I was old enough to join, I joined and, and, and IEDs were fucking up soldiers left and right. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and I was like, hey, I don't know how this works, but. IDs keep killing and wounding soldiers. Like, what can we go after the people, or can we find these? Like, what is how do we do it? And then they told me, and soon before you knew it, I was in Iraq looking for bombs. Wow, man! Um, to the point where you know I'm digging them out of the fucking ground and 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 cutting wires oh, and 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 you know doing this and that. And then so that was like 
Iraq was cool, right? But then Afghanistan, that's where it was. It was heavy, man. I've dealt with uh, suicide bombers. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with bombs on the roads, on the walls, uh, big orchestrated attacks. Uh, we made the national headlines three times while we were over there. Um, you know, like, and, and from my point of view, <laughs> that's thought, never a good thing. Right? You know, if you're making headlines like that, that's I not thought everybody was doing this. Yeah. I, I thought everybody around me in every corner of Afghanistan was doing the same fucking thing. And then, and then when we come home and they're like, Oh dude, nope, we, just you guys. They're like, we Jeez. got like in one, two firefights or, or oh, wow. something. That's shocking. Right. It, it is. Yeah. And then, and then I, like, like I was saying, a lot of the dudes are now writing books and giving Ted talks and going on Fox news and talking about their experiences and stuff like that. So when I started sharing, um, you know, the combat footage, uh, and stuff like that on Instagram, cause I've, I was always late to social media. Mm -hmm. Like when people had a MySpace, I was like, that's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally got one, everyone's like, bro, I'm on Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> so when I got out of Facebook, everyone's like, I'm on Instagram. So I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so then when I finally started posting on Instagram, I was like, I don't know how this fucking works. I don't know what these hashtags are like this. It's a hashtag, but that, that when you made calls, that was either star or pound. For sure. Bro. Right. <laughs> for so sure, for I was sure. like, okay. If you know the name of the movie, you'd yeah, like to see. Yeah, press yeah. pound now. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> and then dudes would hit me up. And this right here is, is the moment where I started reaching not just Chicanos um, and not just small people, but people who are really tall, but maybe not muscular or, mm -hmm. or, or overweight people is they would see my combat footage and my pictures and they would write me messages that were basically the same fucking thing. No offense, man, <laughs> but you're small. So how did you make it into special operations? Mm. And then I would tell them like, look, man, mental toughness goes a long way for you, man. And, and, and you can do a lot. You can do more than what you think you can because your mind is telling you that you can't or, or giving you negative thoughts or telling you to quit or whatever. Um, and that's kind of where... I love the, that, man. The ball rolled, I love you, that. you know? Well, there's not a lot of people that look like us that are doing the things that you're doing and getting noticed for it and getting the acclaim and getting the push, you know? It's like, so you not only represent people who are not a bigger, you represent a much larger demographic, bro. 100%. A, a much larger demographic. Because the, the famous, look, we'll list them off. The famous special operation guys right now, they're on TV, on the shows and all that is Tim Kennedy, mm -hmm. the, you know? And, and, and I got white friends, so something against them. Look, he's white. Uh, Andy Stumps, who's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a million times. Uh, he's white. Um, who do we got? We got Matt Bess, who owns Black Rifle Coffee and, 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 and Evan and the list goes on and white, white, white. So when they see me, dude, I would have Asians, blacks, uh, you know, not just Mexicans, but all other Latinos be like, yep. bro, it, you, it makes me feel like I can do it because you look like me, mm -hmm. sure, man. you know, and I had no idea how big that was. And you think about it. I, I am in, in, in my belief. I feel like I, I became a man in the military. I mm -hmm. thought I was a man outside. I, I wasn't, I became a man in the military. I knew more about the world. Uh, I was not very educated and right. You know, so, so all the, the great leadership that I was part of, it was pouring all this knowledge in me. And just to give you a, a, a a taste of, of what type of leadership I, I was lucky enough to learn from. My last uh, section leader is the last guy who got the Medal of Honor. Oof. You know, Oof. it's Christopher Solis was the one who was just pouring information in me and I'm sponging it all up, sponging yeah. it all up, you know? And so when they were telling me this, I was like, fuck, dude, like you're sending me like a, that's a like heart to heart message, man. Like you're sending it to me. Like, I'm not sure if I'm the right guy. 
Mm. And and then more of this happened and more of that happened to the point where, you know, you get to where Bobby's like, you need to, you need to do something yeah. with that. You need to create a platform so more people see you. And you did. And you've been doing that. Yeah. How difficult was it to, you know, jump into the special op game? Well, first of all, it's hard because... Is it invite only? Do you have to sign <laughs> up for it? How does that even happen? Well, once you pass the selection, right? It, so physically, mentally, dude, it is the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. I, well, well, okay, at the moment. Mm. Because actually what's tougher and harder is actually to keep your spot. So we have a saying in, in all special operations that it's, it's, it's actually the easiest part is the beginning, the selection. People think that's the hardest part. No, man. Once you Maintain. pass a selection, you then have to perform every single day at the at the highest of the high peak level 24-7. You can't fuck up. You have other, we work, you know, because it's life and death. And then we mm -hmm. work with other countries, special operation units. And if you're right next to them and you fuck up in some way, you're good fucking luck thinking you're going to stay there. And next week, you're still going to have your spot. No, they're going to kick you out. Like kick rocks. Zero loose. room for error. Yeah. Fuck, man. You know, so when I got out, I, I'm not going to lie, man. It was, it felt great. I told my wife, I was like, I was like, you know what I like is I don't have that pressure yeah. anymore to 24-7, Must man. be ridiculous amount of stress to carry with you, man, because you can't let your fucking guard down. And that's why dudes fucking drink. And there's mm. a big alcohol alcoholic problem in the fucking veteran community in law, in, in law enforcement. That's why you have the high number of suicides and so on and so on. And so... No manches, bro. It, know, I was gonna say, Angel, what, what I'm hearing as well with that that pressure and and how you talk about mental toughness, right? And yeah. I think that's really um, it's a tip of who you know your DNA makeup. I mean, you're obviously wired to be a bad motherfucker, but you've had to endure stress from such a young age that it really uh seems like it prepared you to be as mentally strong as possible. Yeah. And I'm yeah. pointing that out because um. I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of youngsters that come from underrepresented communities that have had hardships. And I've always said, like, that's your asset that you can get through that now because it makes you that much more prepared for whatever thing you do decide to undertake as an adult. A hundred percent. Like most dudes who were in the selection with me and finally made it, a lot of these dudes were um, athletes. Like yeah. some of these guys played, they were the high school quarterback star. They went to college, didn't get picked up or they were a wrestler D one, nothing big happened. Maybe they didn't get it on the Olympic team or something, or their dad was in the special operations community and trained them from day Oof. one. So I didn't have any of that. That's a leg up on everything right there, man. That's, Knowing the curriculum. Yeah. That's why I feel like a, a, a other people will, will gravitate to me because they're like, that wasn't not, you weren't, not my style. Yeah, you, there, there was nothing in your corner that helped you or facilitated you being in the special operations, an army ranger. There was nothing there. And the, the only thing that I would say that I did have is what you just mentioned mm -hmm. is that I had already been through that stuff that people, it was breaking them. And they were to the point where they're raising the hand and they're like, I'm done. Oof. Like I give up. Cause I'm like, bro, like you have an aid. That's, that's my child. Yeah. You haven't slept. Bro, you're sleeping on the ground. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Like you're being told what to fucking do. Your life fucking sucks. Yeah, bro. I've, I've had to admit that since I was a child, Yeah, you know? And then, but after I, I accomplished one thing, what happened was I, I, I then asked myself like, dude, like if you did that, mm -hmm. what else could you do? Everything. And then, and then that's what has kind of kept me going. I said, I'll do something and I'll be like, oh fuck, I can't believe I did this. Okay. Well then what else can you do? And then just keep going. 
Tell us a little bit about the company you you started, man. So um, I was going to school to become a registered dietitian, which was which was great, and and I did that because nobody in my family had gone to college. There's, there's like barely any high school degrees in my family, let alone a college degree. So I even though I didn't want to go to college, I was like, I need to do this so my little cousins and brothers and sisters see that like, hey, we can fucking do school too. You don't have to go join the military to make it. Right. So I went to school, got nothing but A's and B's. Hissle. And it was great, but then I met my friend, and he's my mentor. He's a mentor and my boss, Michael Michael Dowd. He's a he's a former Navy SEAL. He's like, hey man, I'm I'm starting this company. We're all former or active duty special operation guys. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, dude, fuck yeah! Because before that, he he had um, paid for ammo and the range and everything to take a bunch of special operation guys out for the day because we had already there was already some networking done, and he was wanting to see who would be a good fit. And then so after that, he 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 asked me. And so we do we I've gotten to teach uh, SWAT teams in New York, uh, sheriff departments here in SoCal, uh, billionaires, uh, famous actors who you would never think are into the gun community. And they are, but they just can't be vocal or, or show it on their Instagram. They can't show that layer of their life yeah, <laughs> to the public know, eye. You know, <laughs> singers. I've worked with SpaceX engineers. Um, and regular mom and dads or, or, or dudes who, who are like, you know what, I, I want to learn about survival skills. I want to learn how to manipulate a weapon. Um, we do consulting, we do mentoring and, and public speaking through defense strategies group. So look up defense strategies group. Um, if, and if you don't like guns, um, um, and, and what they do, uh, the, I'm not some crazy gun guy. I know where you're coming from. I know why you don't like guns. I agree with you. If, if, if look, I, I got three kids, if it were up to me and I could, and I could, um, with the snap of a finger, eliminate all weapons, I would do it. But the reality is if you take away all the guns and missiles and stuff like that, uh, and you look back in history, mankind was doing that with swords and spears. And then it's when you really look back, uh, uh whether you like it or not, uh, humanity has always had this thing of going to war and user, utilizing tools. Uh, probably sure it started with rocks and clubs. It's a matter of adapting, man. You have to adapt yeah. or, or not or so, cease to exist. Yeah. So you know, a reality too. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I feel I don't have a gun. I've wanted to own a gun and do my thing and learn. But I feel like the best, uh, the sa the safest way to have one in the house is maybe teach everyone in the house about gun control. A hundred percent. You know, and during COVID. Um, so many people were going to the gun lines. I had people mm -hmm. in, in from my classes who I never thought would ask about what gun to buy. Were like, what gun do I buy? And I would have to double check, like, oh shit, like I never thought this person, because they were so far left, would be like, I need a gun, because they realized, oh fuck, this this it's a great bubble that um, the United States has created where the average individual doesn't need to worry about someone taking over their land or house or whatever. Right, right. But the reality is in what COVID exposed is that they, at the end of the day, um, the structure can break down and then you would have, you would have to be dependent on your skills, yeah. which is another why our company just started growing so much. Cause they were like, Oh, they teach more than just shooting the, you know, survival skills and mentoring and, and, uh. and becoming physically mentally tougher because they realized fuck during COVID the person you're next to, that's who your survival buddy is. Yeah. Right. right. I want to surround myself with champions, yeah. you know? So ah. that's why when COVID hit, dude, I was not sweating it. My, my friends and I were not sweating anything mm. because uh, because we had spent years and years prepping 
prepping it. Getting there, yeah. Getting these skills that were very useful. And What's the first thing that fucking happened through the pandemic if Well, motherfuckers wanted to buy all of the toilet paper. All the toilet you know, paper. No, it's like all that <laughs> shit. That was the first thing that happened. It's like, fuck, we're going to have to fight for toilet paper now. Yeah, it's true, man. Yeah. We, You know what? We should take a little nice little team outing and and and, and go up north and, and get you know sign up for some classes. And yo, I think that'd be awesome. Yo, come out, man. It, it'd, be, it'd be an honor to have you guys out there, man, because um, there's a lot of shooting companies out there. Uh, and you'll have like a guy, nothing against law enforcement, but you'll have a guy that will be, they'll say, you know, 15 years in law enforcement, come and train with me 20 years. And, and, and you realize that they got into like zero gunfights and, mm. and, and you're the, like one weekend in Iraq and come with me. I have a weekend in Afghanistan. And that's, <laughs> that's what we tell our yeah. students. Like, look, you're not yeah. paying for me to tell you to run this drill or me watch you or how to better manipulate a gun. What you're really paying when you work with us is the experience because I have seen firsthand what happens to the individual psyche and within yourself once you are put in a serious, stressful life and right, death right. situation. Talk, talk about that. What, what do you see? Well, because you think you think what happens is people think, you know, like almost like in a fight, like, oh, I don't need to train martial arts because when I fucking see red, I'm going to fuck this dude up. Good. <laughs> For 15 seconds and then you're going to run out of all energy. <laughs> Good luck, bro. Because the reality is we don't fall um, to the, to our expectation, you fall to the level of training okay. and all. And so when, if, if it's a, let's say a jujitsu match or, or a gunfight, you are not going to be a black belt. And then you're not going to train and shoot like a, like a army ranger, Navy seal. You're going to shoot as well as you've been shooting okay. and training. Um, because that's just, that's, that is what happens. And, and so we can't shoot at our students, but what we can do and what we do in every class is we put them through, through a stress course, not this bullshit run 10 meters and go shoot. No, you're going to stress course. You're going to carry a, a, over a sandbag that's over a hundred pounds up this hill, run down. Uh, there's a rope with a kettlebell. You're going to pull it with your hands, run over this berm, shoot a target, run to the next berm. Damn it. Son um, of a look, bitch. Uh, there you go. And, Shoot and, off my dick, and, dog. and that yeah, feeling, and that feeling when you're not as fresh and and, and shooting, dude. You know, so that right there, you know, is that is that day one stress? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right now. If we go up there, we sign up. Yeah, that's what Angel's gonna, gonna say. All right, homie, um, I need you to carry a small person on your back and shoot these targets. That's what we're doing because that's what Shit. happens. That right, that yeah. that that feeling where you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and and you're not thinking totally. as clearly. Totally. That is, and you have to rely on your training. I feel like we should go do that just to get a fucking nice gauge of where we are in life. Of where we are. If, so when if we talk shit, shit to each fed. other, we really yeah. know. When I talk shit to you, be like, bitch, I'm a wink mine because I know you didn't finish that course, fool. <laughs> I know you didn't get far in that course, fool. Oh my God. So this is concurrent. Is this a, a type of training that's available on a seven yes. days a week basis? It's, yeah. So we run public courses, but we also run private courses. Some of our clients don't want to wait for the public course or be with people they don't know. Mm, so that's we, we, very true. Monday through Friday, we if you want to set up a private half day, full day, we can do that. Uh, we, you know, it's how we're available 24 seven. I see, I see you side of this, bro. I see a legit necessity. We've seen things go sideways. We've seen things happen. We've seen things go down here in our own neighborhood. You know, like we, through the pandemic, I feel like legitimately 
Shit got run through like a, a truth filter in yeah. the pandemic. Maybe the system didn't break down, but fuck, there was some there was some structural damage that was exposed that maybe we've been kind of covering or not even looking. People that shit down. came. Yeah, people broke down. I was in school and there was a, a buddy who, who lifted weights. He's a you know very strong individual, and then were or what I thought was physically mentally strong because he he I was like this dude kills it at the gym. I like that. Yeah, you know because most likely he's mentally strong as well. And when COVID started happening, he was like panicking. He's like, what are, what's going to happen? That's what are we going to do? And I looked at him and I'm like, bro, you are not who or what I thought you were. Um, and and You're like, out of my circle. Down. Yeah. <laughs> took his lunch like, money. <laughs> like, Damn, you look big, but now you're buying me lunch. <laughs> it kind of, yeah, kind of, that kind of did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bunked him right into reality. It's like, damn, if we look at you, all those plates. The mental toughness though, man. I mean, again, you, you said it a few times, you know, and that sounds like something you've cultivated from the time you were young, yeah. uh, out of necessity to a place now where you, you harness it as a craft. You know, what, what are some, what are some, some ways that a person can become mentally tough. Yeah. So to uh, to become mentally tough, you don't have to join the special operations community. I think it's within the individual. You just have to work at it. And and I failed because before I get into your your mm -hmm. question, I have failed multiple times. I, 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 I but I have been successful at the right moments and when it mattered the most. Mm -hmm. And that is part of being mentally tough that you will test yourself to a point that where you fail and and. It doesn't mean that you don't have it. It just means you weren't ready for, for it at that moment. I don't uh, think I want to be trained or be around somebody who's never failed. That's yeah. a, that's the biggest fucking facade. That's the biggest smoke screen. It's like, I don't want to learn how to stay on top. I want to know what happens when you fall and yeah. you have to get back up and yeah. build it all over again. Resilience. I want to be taught by somebody Resilience. like that. You know, it's like, I don't want to be something that it's been green light since day one. It's been this now, nah, man, you've just gone, you've been fortunate. You've been lucky. Yeah. I want to know somebody has gone every fucking red light, every pothole had to change multiple tires. A fucking car broke down. Now it's on fire. I'm on foot. My fucking shoes are worn out. No, I want to learn from that guy. And how the fuck did you get there? And that's know? how you learn, right? Yeah. Um, so I think for civilians, hands down from what I know so far is jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've competed in, in Muay Thai. Uh, I've been training since 2014. I've been training and competing since 2014, uh, and, and nothing against Muay Thai. Muay Thai is, 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 is great. But I, after training jujitsu, I broke my foot in my, in a Muay Thai tournament. Um, and then, so after Muay that. Muay Thai is tough. Oh, fuck that. Muay Thai is super tough. And you have to be tough. Yeah. Right. You have to. And sometimes I'm too tough for my own good. I broke, I broke my second metatarsal in my fight in the first round and I still fought you two more keep, rounds. Yeah. I still fought two yeah. more rounds because I thought I was like, don't, don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. 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 It turns out I broke something. Yeah. But, but you weren't a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't a bitch. And the, at the Airbnb that night, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ben Gay, all the shit on his leg. <laughs> I was like, guys, I was like, it fucking hurts. There's nothing <laughs> worse than two shins clanking together, bro. I can imagine, bro. That's gotta hurt. Uh, oh my God. Good on you, man. But it's jujitsu. And I say that because uh, jujitsu is really a, a, a martial arts where, where the smaller person can. And me having two daughters, mm. all my kids train. Good. Um, nice. And, and, and that right there being, I think it has to do something with being so close, right? Cause in Muay Thai, sometimes you're just at your bag or maybe someone's just holding mitts. Right. But then you're not, but jujitsu, you're like strangling each yeah. other, right? There has to be that trust. So I feel like there's a connection faster and stronger, which makes you want to keep at it longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and you fail a lot, right? You, yeah. you think you oh, every, man. every day in training, yeah. you fail at least 10 times, you yeah. know, it's going to happen. You know, somebody want, somebody strangled you first. Yeah. Somebody almost made you pass out first, you know? Yeah. And that's the one thing that as a dad, 
that I've told the kids, because I didn't want to be that dad that's like, you know, mijo, you're going to fucking play baseball and you're going to play soccer and you're going to do this. You're going to do that. You know what? You guys can play whatever you want. You're like, tell me if you want to play, I have a kid that plays golf, you know, want to learn golf. I said, cool, let's go. But the one thing that they were going to do and there was no question was jujitsu. Because it's a a preparation for something that may or may not, but definitely will happen. You know, it, it could definitely happen. And I wanted them to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the best way i've heard anyone ever describe jujitsu after like being there it's like you got to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable because you're going to get your ass handed to you a bunch of times how do you handle it yeah how do you respond to that there's some dudes that get suffocated they get like they get ptsd from being in jujitsu and going through the uh the promotion process where like oh man i i couldn't breathe full like i couldn't do this i couldn't it's some scary shit but I'd rather have that be their first experience of somebody putting hands on them than in the real life version. hundred percent. And that's what I told my kids. So my kids will not face the obstacles I, I had, right? They, Good. They, I won't beat them. Their mom won't tell them that they ruined their lives. Um, they won't be, you know, physically, emotionally abused. They won't go hungry, but some, all something good comes from all that. And that is, 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 is being tested. Mm-hmm. Right, physically, mentally, and so how do you do that? Well, I put him in jujitsu because jujitsu is going to test you physically and mentally. It is the great equalizer because you can be a billionaire, you can be a strong man, you can be whoever the fuck you want. But once you get on the mats, and uh, you're gonna find out. There's no mm-hmm. lying. You can't you can't lie your way yeah. out of that. You can't never train and all of a sudden say I'm gonna beat your ass, Steve. Mm. That shit doesn't happen, Justin. Yep. Take yourself out of the mentality. Is, Go yes. train, fool. Because, <laughs> dude, I remember uh, my first jujitsu class. I went against this guy when when he he started going into Muay Thai, and anytime I would spar him, I was never really scared. I would, I would basically. This is when I would try out new moves and stuff because I'm like, I'm not really scared about it. Uh, Damn, use him as a test case. He's like, I'm going to try this on this food real quick. (laughs) I I fucking ate that real quick. Mm. Well, because then my first jiu-jitsu class, my first role was against him. So I look at him and I'm like, I can take him. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) I got submitted and twisted into a pretzel left and right, maybe like seven times in that round. And and I walked home, uh, not walked home, I got home. I got carried home. Yeah. (laughs) They unpretzeled me at home. (laughs) My wife was like, oh, she's like super happy for me. She was like, how was your first day of jujitsu? And I I just tried to like put a fake face and I was like, oh, it went great. And I'm in the shower like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I've been training and competing in Muay Thai boxing for the last six fucking years. And this dude did whatever the fuck he wanted. It's It's a beautiful thing. It I was. fucking love humbling, it. right? It, humbling. Dude, yeah. You can come in there, big dick, swinging this, that, and the other, and a fucking hundred and thirty pound year old youngster, eighteen, dude. seventeen year old will come in, yeah. and you're like, uh, whoa, I'm fucking, I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a guy. I got at least a hundred pounds on this dude, eighty pounds on this guy. What's going on? Technique and just fucking training, man. Because you don't know, you don't know what it is to be tested until you've actually fucking be tested. Yeah. and it's either sink or swim at that time. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I enjoy it, but my kids are going to fucking do it. I, I tell my kids like, hey, you can do whatever you want, but you will Asshole. you will forever train. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes my my daughter or my son would be like, why? And I'm like, and I tell them, and I'm very honest about them. I'm like, look, there's bad people in this yes. world. There's there's people who, who you know, like to touch little kids. There's people who, who beat their wives. There's people who want to rob you. There's people who do all this and that. And you have to... Be prepared for that because believe it or not, as much as I would like to be there every single day of your life, it's impossible. One, one day you will leave. Yeah. 
And then mm-hmm. they're little, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to them like this since forever. I've nice. never talked to my little kids like little, like goo goo gaga. Talk this. to them as adults. Let them know. And sooner or later, they pick it up. And, you know, they, and this is, and it works. My student, my students, my kids are. are, are <laughs> Shout out to your kids. How old yeah. are they? Yeah, how old? How many and how old? I have three, 10, uh, nine. Oh, no, shit. 11, nine, and three. Oh, and oh, they're. Shit. They're, they're always the student of the year, student of the month. Their principal tells me, like, the, the principal looks at me. I remember when I first picked them up. So, like, my daily is a is a 1992 Lincoln Town Car limo on hydraulics. Calm up the way! <laughs> <laughs> so, I roll up into their school. And first of all, the, the principal was like, what the fuck is this yeah. guy? And uh, he rolls out his window and he's like, um... Uh, you, hi, sir. You who are you here for? Who are you here <laughs> yeah. for? And I was like AJ and Ari, and his eyes opened up, and he's like, y- "You're the dad," and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "They'll be out soon." Yeah. And then another day, he's like, "You know something? I don't really know kids' names because there's so many of them. Unless they're in trouble, that's when I really do know their name. But your kids are a rare exception where I know them because they are so good. They will handle, bro. And then we talked more and I told him a little bit more about myself and that. And then, and he was like, that's when you like, oh shit, okay, this, this is, <laughs> well, it makes sense. <laughs> but a lot of credit goes to my wife because my wife is a very strong individual and I wouldn't be where I'm at if it weren't for my wife because behind any, any most, maybe not all, but most strong like, men. Check, check that box. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I check it every week, bro. <laughs> there's a strong, loving mm-hmm. woman. And while I was gone in Iraq, in Afghanistan, yes. or under the school. It can't be easy to yeah. be a, a soldier's wife. Dude. With children, holding the, it down. Our first two kids, I wasn't even there. Like mm-hmm. when they were born, I was away yeah like you know when i met my son he was like five weeks old you know and and then when i met my daughter i think she was like four weeks old that's crazy but yeah. fuck, you know man. and she's keeping it down she's been keeping it down you know how long have you been married uh 13 years yeah, say wait look at you yeah look at what you punk info yeah look at this fool coming in here Dude, she's unassuming as fuck this is what scares me about dudes now this is what scares me about everyone now you can't go around being a jackass to people Cause you don't know what's back there for yeah. you don't Dude. know who's there to fucking and, just answer the bell. And you know what, that, that, that has been a problem. And, and my friend Ryan and I were just talking about this. Uh, dudes have an issue with how I look. Why? It, it was, it was in the special operations community one. Cause some of the dudes are kind of racist and I'm, and I'm brown. They ain't right? no, no kind of racist. Either yeah. you are <laughs> True. True. They are racist. Right. Not all, but there are some. So they would have a problem with how I looked uh, brown, but but they would always ha- also have a problem with how small I was. Mm. Be- and 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 then this goes from the special operations community to Southern California and the hood dudes. I've been on on the podcast um, American Cholo. Okay. Um, and his is I know they broke apart, but his number two when I was talking, he was not having it, dude. He he. Clearly, maybe there was something wrong with it. And if he wants to correct it, he can correct it. But from what I saw, he was not impressed. He didn't care about what I had to say. Even in the comments, we're like, dude, that dude is like falling asleep. He doesn't. Yeah. And it could, because it, it, I get it, man. It breaks and hurts people's ego when they see a fucking 5'5 five, five dude do all this and that. And, it, and it's a, almost like an, an attack on them. I get it, man. It's an, hey, you put a good, it's an attack on them, fool. Yeah, man. and it's, it has nothing to do with you. And, <laughs> and back then, it used to bug the shit out of me, but now I love it, dude. Good. Now, oh, dude, the bigger, the better. Stand yeah. right next to me. It, because, like, for example, we, we, 
work at this billionaire's uh, ranch because he likes to train and we'll bring dudes and he'll bring some of his um, uh, workers there to come for us to train them on skills and stuff like that. So and talk to us and make them physically, mentally stronger and, and they learn something as a team and then they can take it back to his financial world to make more money, more money <laughs> right? And one of the, the guys was like, Angel, how do you do all this? And then he's like, and then you're standing right next to Sully. Sully's this Navy SEAL guy and Sully's a fucking giant. And Typ I'm like, Typical SEAL guy probably, yeah, no? giant yeah. fucking monster. And I'm like, I know guys, I know. Back then it used to bug me, but now I'm like, bro, the bigger, taller guy comes down right next to me. Let's take a picture. Imagine their <laughs> ego before you fucking show up. Imagine their ego once you outwork them, bro. out hustle them, outlast them. And it, and it them. happens. And it happens so much, Good for you, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, people, you know, whether you're not even Hispanic, but just not white, or maybe you are white, but you're not as athletic and you don't have a great background like them. That's why I'm so appealing to them. Yeah. And so many people and you know, from the Rasa, like, dude, you are fucking so much of, of an inspiration. Yes, and you be, are, man. Because so-and-so, uh, they're now in the military. Now they're, they're a cop. Now they're like one recently that I, I would talk to. Uh, I would tell my wife, I was like, oh shit, look, he became a fucking sheriff. Mm. And, and, you know, I talked to him and, 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 and help as much as I could, you know? And so it's great that when I talk to people, sometimes I don't know where it goes, right? Mm. I could, I could be bullshitting with somebody online, giving them advice, which is the reason why I started the podcast because my, my wife was like, Hey, I know you want to help these people out, but like pay attention to the kids. We're at the, at the, at the playground. And I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry, but I just want to give this guy a yeah. a detailed response. So then I started the podcast. So if I talk about A, B, and C, instead of writing them one or two sentences that doesn't give them enough information. You delve into I'm it. I'm like, bro, go listen to episode yeah. so-and-so. And I talk all about it. And so this information, I don't know where it goes, but it's cool when when I'll talk to them and then they'll send me a picture with their green beret or tan beret oh, wow. or green as a special forces mm -hmm. or, or, or tan for a ranger. Mm. And then they'll be like, dude, Thank you for everything. Because of then, you. And then I'll look in the in, in the message and I'm like, oh, bro, you and I talked like a year ago. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, so it's dope. That I, keeps you going. Yeah. That's got to keep that fucking gas tank full. It man. does. And that's what keeps me going because, you know, it, I, I I want to help out. You know, I genuinely want, want to help out. I uh, I can't be bought. Um, I don't care about money. I don't I don't care about uh, uh, clothes and stuff like that. I, I don't care about any yeah, any of fuck it. Fuck that, that that low rider too. Give that to me, <laughs> dude. I, I I give. You look nice though. Even, yeah. even, nice. even when I bought the low rider, I felt guilty because uh -huh. when I bought it and made it into a low rider, I was like, dude, that could have been two events for 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 yeah. the people. The uh, you could have dropped off so much food at the food bank, right? You know, and I understand that mentality if you chose to stop doing what you're doing at yeah. the moment of buying your lowrider, but yeah. you didn't. No. You, you, it's continual. It's about a routine, creating a habit, the habit, creating something, a, a, a new venture, a new path is yeah. like what you're doing, man, is doing shit that people like us don't normally do. Be because a lot of people talk the talk and, and, and besides podcasts, because you have to talk, <clears throat> I'm more of a action type of guy. You can, a bunch of the listeners and, and stuff like that, they can go onto the feed and they'll see all this type of shit that I'm doing. Uh, I want to, in this community, Southern California, Latinos, Chicanos, I, I look, it. when I think of, of what my parents did and my grandparents to come to this country to, to give so much, I don't want to for us as people to go only so far. We can do so much more. And there are scenes, movements, and companies 
that are hot right now. And some of them I follow and some of them I like, mm. but they are not leveling up the community and the people. And it's not a hit on them. And if people know of, of another person who would be a better representative of the people, please send me to them because I'm always willing to learn and listen and, and I can listen and learn from them. Um, but I'm not going to just sit there and, and, and not show our people that, yo, you can do all this and that you can go work with the SpaceX engineer. You can go work at national geographic, zero you can, boundaries. You can go become a special operator. Um, you could be an entrepreneur. You can go to college. Yeah. So something as simple as that to show, dude, I was so dumb that in, in third grade, because look, everyone in my house spoke Spanish. No one fucking knew English. So at home, all I knew was, was Spanish. My reading level and writing level were so low that in third grade, I was in the kindergarten and first grade. I would get pulled out to the side and they were teaching me, Sam likes to ride a bike. Mm -hmm. Sam plays with ball. Well, 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 you were, well, I was in third grade. Yeah. We can do more and people need a leader. There, there's opportunity out there, man. There's opportunity and, and you're doing a lot and we're doing a lot, but there's so fuck a million more things that need to be getting done. Yeah. You coming on all of these different podcasts and just like, you know, talking about what you're doing. You're not, you're not amplifying it. You're not exaggerating it. You're not, you're just telling your story, yeah. but your story is so fucking huge and, and yeah. carries so much weight behind it. And a lot of like knocking down of fucking borders. And you talk about it, our grandparents, our parents, well, my grandparents, Came across, you know, by all, any means necessary to plant a seed so we can fucking have that opportunity. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking let that seed fucking dry out and die just, you know, because we're comfortable. It's like, no, we take what's there and we got to reinvest that shit, whether financial, educational, whatever it is, reinvest what we've learned, teach more people, have more people like you come on. And then just that's the way that's what we give back. You 100, know, a hundred percent. And it, it was my friend, Michael Dowd, who's a former Navy SEAL who really helped me. Um, and, and Bobby Tribal, Bobby Tribal, 100%. The legend. They, they're, like, away. they're like, hey, you have to share your story. You have to do more. And and one day Mike was like, hey, man, you know, you're like a bridge between yeah, worlds. You are. Absolutely. Right? Definitely and, and, are. And, and, I, I, and I didn't notice that. There's all this stuff that I don't see and I didn't notice. I was just so busy trying to do my you're thing. In the, you're in the eye of the storm. In the eye of the storm, you don't know what the fuck is going on around you. But in the eye of the storm, you are the guy. You're you're the one creating and, and maneuvering and starting these things. And and because he was like, look, man, I bet you there's people out there doing a lot of the things that you're doing, but there's not that many people that do all of that right, right. and mm -hmm. continue to go further. Like I, uh, last week, or uh, from Thursday through Saturday, I was at a billionaire's ranch. I am accepted. I need to get an invite to this billionaire's ranch. Come on, fool. No, Who's let ranch? In. Were you with fucking George go. Lucas? Who the fuck were you with? If he lets me, you'll die. <laughs> so you if know, he lets me, I'll bring you over. And, and, <laughs> and he has his millionaire friends, and he has uh, the 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 people who work with him who want to be millionaires and just like them, right? Yeah, just like the head yeah. guy. And they mm. and, and one of the portions within the training experience that we do is that. Uh, uh, the owner likes for me to tell my story, and and before that, people have have never associated with with somebody like me, that and I am not, that. you know, from a low income community who doesn't look like them. It wasn't born and raised in a you're not the mold. Fool. You're not yeah. the mold. So when people when when these people hear about me, they'll be like, oh fuck, or when we, or when we train SWAT teams. I, I was in New York, and I told them my reasoning, you know, why I sold guns and drugs and stuff like this and this and that. 
And, and one of them pulled me off to the side after being there. And he's like, Hey, you want to know something, man? I always used to think that all criminals were, were, were the scum of the earth and that, and they only do this because it's in their core nature to do evil things and bad things. I never thought that they would do it because their mom and dad are not fucking there. They see this way to provide for their brother and sister and themselves and this in the survival instinct, they decide to just fucking do it. Oof. He's like, I never saw it like that. That's hard to do to somebody. And then at school, when when I talk to them and I go this and that after a, a political class, one of the students comes up to me, uh, the semester is over, right? The semester is over. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, Angel, I, I want to tell you that uh, it is an honor to have you in the class. When I first heard the voice that you were a veteran, I didn't want to listen to anything you want you had to say because I figured you were a certain way and, and this and that. But when we had our, our talks, you based what you would say based off of, of experience and not how you felt. And you made a lot of good points that I never thought of and saw it that way. And then for the most part, people in academia don't like uh, law enforcement veterans because they think we're from the far right. Mm. Right. And I'm not. And, 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 and so, so that right there, I never, I don't know if he would ever would have an interaction like that or be willing to have an interaction with an individual with my past. Right? Out of their comfort zone. Right. Out of the comfort zone. And, and, you know, now I'm realizing all this, Yeah, you know, cause like when I got out, I was trying to find my way. I went through, through, as you can imagine, when you go through war like that, that. I couldn't imagine. Not it, even fucking imagine. Well, bro. it touches you. Yeah. It touches you and, and you can't escape it. So I did have have issues that weren't dealt with. Not because I will want, I was a fucking cool guy and didn't want to cry when my friends got killed um, or or didn't want to be bothered or think about how weird or dangerous it was while I'm pulling bombs out of the fucking road with my bare hands. It's just at the time, it wasn't the time to deal with it because mm-hmm. you have shit to do. And the next day you have something to do. And the day after that. So when I got out, as you can imagine, all that stuff right. um, was coming out. Yeah. And, then, and then and then me being absent uh, from, from so much, as you can imagine, on my wife's side, a lot of the stuff that she dealt with because she was so supportive. Anything I ever said I was going to do, she's like, okay, how can I help you? She was never like, no, I'm pregnant. Or no, you're gonna miss this anniversary or whatever. I was like, yo, uh, they gave me the option to go to this school. I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah. And she's like, okay, you know. You know, you said it earlier, man. And behind every strong guy is a stronger woman, and and it's true. Yeah. I mean, every every guy I know who's killing it on every level right now, they have a wife that's understanding and making sure she's picking up the slack and tying all the loose ends. And. So when did it all For came wifey, out? Though. Yeah. But just in case she's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Family. <laughs> so when it came, when I got out, dude, I call it the honeymoon phase, right? Like the first three months were, were awesome uh, because my wife is from here. I've known my wife since I was seven years old. So like her Damn, family. So she's been with you through all of the things, bro. Yeah. All of the chapters, the whole. She's seen me. Like, That's she's awesome. She's seen bro. me, dude. And she'll make fun of me. She's like, remember when you used to be a cello? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> you know, so like her family's happy. My family's happy. We're happy that we're home. But then sooner or later, you know, after the honeymoon phase, shit started coming up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to sleep. Questions that I never thought I'd ask myself started coming out like. Why? What was all this for? Because I'm going to school and nobody or my family members don't even know. And they're like, oh, you went to 
Afghanistan. Like, I didn't even know that that was still a thing, mm -hmm. you know? So when the public and the people are still asking you or don't even give a shit about, about what you just did, because they're so focused on the subject of the week that they're arguing about or caring about, it feels Material weird. things. I need this car. I need this house. I need this thing. I need a one. I want, I want. It feels weird when you come home and they're like, you feel like, bro, do, does anybody give a fuck about right. what they did? And if they don't, then, then what, why did my friends die? Right. right? Mm. And then like, um, you know, waking up from, from it, it, most of it was in my sleep, you know, like when I would wake up like the movie, uh, Sicario, mm -hmm. when the dude's in the plane and he fucking wakes up. El Benicio and, del Toro, dog. And when I saw him wake up, like how oh, he just like shook. Jumpy. <laughs> Bro, that happens. So I can tell when stuff like that was happening and within, within like not just that movie, but other movies, I can tell somebody um, who knew what the fuck that type of life is yeah. was, was, was being right. uh, a helper. What is it? Not a helper. What is it called? Uh, an advisor. An advisor, yeah. An yeah. advisor, you know? Cause shit like that was happening. Injected that into me. Hey man, if you want to make this shit believable, right. this is what you need to fucking do. Yeah. How did you cope, bro? What, what is so, it? Ha, have you coped? I Therapy, did. Fucking so, hallucinogenic. It got so bad, man, to where uh, I moved out. I'm, I'm sleeping at, at a futon in my aunt's house. Um, I'm fucking broke. Like I'm telling my aunt, can I have $5 so I can put gas in this fucking gas tank and go to this job in New York Beach where these teenagers yell at me. You know, and I'm sitting there like, dude, what the fuck? You were mm -hmm. an army ranger. You had a house. You had a family. You were the elite of the elite. Like, look at what you're fucking doing now. So I'm like, dude, this, you know what? This is not going to be the end of me. I, after everything that I've fucking done, no, there's no way. And that's when I realized, okay, so what is happening? Well, two big things happened. I had lost my tribe. You know, the, yeah, you removed I, from your people and I sure. lost my purpose mm. and a man without a purpose in a tribe is a lost man. So I'm like, okay. So I started inviting veterans from my martial arts gym in my school and be like, and I would pay for the pay-per-view, the UFC pay-per-views. And I would be like, yo, let's watch the fights and we'll have a good time. And it had nothing to do with fights. It just had to do with, with bringing the people together. Community. Getting, right. yeah. Um, so that gave me purpose. And then, and then I started going to therapy and I started doing everything that could be the best version of myself. And then, you know, going to therapy and all that helped little by little. And I got my family back. But what helped me the most is I, in a professional setting, I did high doses of psychedelics in a, in a, in a professional setting, uh, along with therapy. In now we're talking, baby. In, wait, wait, in a, prof in a professional <laughs> setting, like you wore a suit and tie or what's cracking here? So, what happened? What's going on? So when Michael Dow started the company, you know, he, he loved what I, you know, like who I was and stuff like that. And, and, and he, and, and one day he asked me, this is how, you know, you can, you're really becoming friends because he sees me a certain way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey man, I think, I think you would benefit off, uh, doing some therapy at this place that, that I'm going, it's, it's with psychedelics. And, and I'm like, nah, nah. Therapy with psychedelics, better. I was Damn. like, I don't want to do it. And what it was, because I came in and announced, because I was fucking scared. Mm -hmm. That's what it-, it Always. It, what, it, what was the scary part, brother? Was it the, the psychedelics? Or was it the therapy? Was it both the, or the combination it, 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 of both? Psychedelics. Yeah. Give, yeah. He, because someone who, like me, who is used to being in control uh -huh. in the situation is to give the- Yourself completely, bro. Yeah, to a stranger is, dude, that's fucking terrible. Foreign, yeah. But Mike would- Telling me how he used to be before this therapy, right? Mike is, he's a six foot fucking former Navy SEAL. He trains martial arts. So he's like, dude, when I would go to bars, 
and and because they're stationed here at uh Coronado, uh-huh. right? And he's like, you know, if I'd be in San Diego or whatever, and anybody gave me shit, dude, I would just fucking head kick him. Fuck if, that. If Oof. some if somebody beeped at me or tailgate me on the freeway, dude, I would pull over with my gun and because they would flip me off. And he's like, I would come out with my gun and be like, what bitch? You want you how far do you want to take this? He was so angry. He's like, I fucking hated people. I wasn't happy for anybody. But I'm like, when he was explaining this to me, I'm like, this is not the mic I know. Right. The mic I know is a loving individual. The new and improved version yeah, of Mike. <laughs> who who cares about his community, who's willing to go above and beyond for people. So when he was telling me that it did this much to him, I was like, you know what? Okay, uh, let me go. Fuck it. You trusted him and you yeah. went there, yeah. So after, That's... dude, after the first, so what they, this, this place is called Field Trip Health. Um, Field Trip Health. I love it. Bro. That's a great name. So fue el viaje. They're in, they're in um, Santa Monica, New York and in major cities. And um, they do ketamine and shrooms. What I did was high doses of ketamine. Mm-hmm. Ketamine. And, and, and so after the first journey, dude, when I woke up, man, I was, I was fucking crying mm-hmm. and I look over at Mike and I just nod my head and he was just nodding it back. Like, yeah, yeah. dude. And, and, it helped me communicate and open up with, with my wife and kids. Like, for example, the first thing I told my wife when I went home, I told her, I was like, hey, I know we're about to be married for like 11 years. I know the version that I've been lately isn't what you got. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I realized that I, I not put you second, but sometimes third, fourth, fifth in the list of things that mattered. Um, and, and, and I lost focus of, uh, of being a great uh, father husband, friend, lover, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And she was just like. Blown away. Blown like, away. <gasps> because I had never talked like that. Okay. You probably would never express those feelings ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and she told me, she told me, she's like, you know, I wanted to tell you things for years, but I didn't want you just to acknowledge the words. I wanted you to feel and understand it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I told my son and my daughter, um, I was like, I told him, I was like, because uh, uh, it was about to be summertime, right? And we're going to take this vacation for the first time. I was like, I want to get to know who you guys are. I realize whether you guys know it or not, I've been gone for a long time in your guys' life. And in reality, I don't really know who you are, right? And and I want to get to know you. And my son started crying, mm. you know, and he, and he said, I'm, I'm happy that you're saying this. And I fucking knew it, dude. I knew there was a disconnect between my son and I, but I, 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 I couldn't put words to it, man. And, and I knew it. Like, I w- we would watch movies. And if I was right next to him, he would just scoot over a little. Okay. You know? and Or 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 if I'm like, oh, come with me to the store. And he's like, nah. Like, mm. like he. That would have been a fucking horrible feeling, bro. There Because I was gone for so yes, long. I mean, dude, yeah. When I got out, he was five years old. And then I did the math. Uh, I had been away for longer than he'd been alive. So, like, like I. In his lifetime of me physically being there, he was five. I think I might have seen him for like seven months. Oh, my God. So the relationship really wasn't established. It wasn't. Yeah. So when I said that, then he became closer. Oh. He wanted, you know, now I'm fucking number one in his Tight. Room. Tight yeah, as fuck right now. Tight, Boom. dude. And I, I don't think I wouldn't have got to that point if I weren't for for that. that, that and Teddy on. That, that, you, you put that much weight into the psychedelic 100%. therapy. All right. How many sessions? Out of curiosity, I, I multiple? Did, or? I did four sessions. Okay. Um, and then between that, you do therapy uh, before and after. Nice. Um, wow. And then I've also microdose, you know, every now and then. Good. 
Damn, I was just gifted some psilocybin uh, microdose drops, man, by one of the neighbors. And he says, hey, we just did a retreat, brought you some gifts. I'm going to fucking go on Lynn. See what's up. I, I love it too, man. And I love hearing how you were able to tap into the words to be expressive and to be vulnerable with, with your wife, with your kids. But that's I mean, difficult. That's such a, such a beautiful example. So touching, man, to, to hear that because you're a bad motherfucker. Mm. You, the story you just shared, every aspect, every chapter of your life, you've had to be a physically bad motherfucker, mentally bad motherfucker. And to come to a place where you realize part of your healing is about being vulnerable and not having to be the baddest motherfucker, but being yeah. the most The open, weakest. Yeah, like the most open. receptive to things. It's beautiful. Man. Motherfucker. Dude, it, was, <laughs> it, it was tough, but I'm glad I did it because then after that, then then after I changed a lot and in, in which allowed me to open up more towards the community and then mm. and, and then started doing this public speaking thing. Yeah. Um and going more on podcasts and sharing the story because I don't think I would have shared it the way I did on some of these podcasts right. if I otherwise did. you wouldn't yeah. have the depth that you have, bro. He didn't have, have the, the tools. Depth. Yeah. He, he didn't speak the language. We talk about that shit a lot about speaking the language. Sometimes we just we don't know the right things to say or the right things on how to decipher them. Once you learn that language, though, fool, and you can get in there, you build bridges to the gaps that you had with your, your son. Yeah. You know, you, you build bridges to the gap that you have with not wanting to do public speaking to doing public speaking, not knowing what to do with all of this information, talent, skills, attributes that you've procured in your life and how to utilize them. Now you speak that language and you get it done. Yeah. And, and and so through OG Pumpkin, which is yes. the company name, that is is where we do we're doing a lot of of work because, as for the people that hear the story, right? I was doing this long before OG Pumpkin. It just needed a name, and and one day, so like if anybody watches my combat footage or or, or pictures, I have like a, a skull gloves or a skull bandana. I like Halloween. Halloween's always been my shit. So, um. One day I was watching the office with my wife and, and my son made this Miss Pumpkin right here. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yo, uh, I was like, this is going to be the logo of my company. I made 100, uh, 200 stickers and and within two hours, they were all gone. Nice. And and as you can imagine by then, I was sending it out to all over the world because the bases are all over the world, right? So I was sending them to the bases in Germany, Italy, um, you know, all over the United States and in states where I never thought somebody from that state would give a fuck what a a Chicano from mm -hmm. fucking no nothing. I, I I was like, fuck, dude, like all these states. I mean, I, I know all the people in those states aren't like that. But as you can imagine, the southern states are more lean a certain way. So I, I was like, fuck, dude, these people are buying this stuff and, and, and willing it's to fucking tattoo. bananas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, the, my first design was, was, was let me that. save you the time sold out, sold out, sold out, <laughs> sold out. I've been trying to fucking find a rash garden for jujitsu for the Nogi sold out, sold out, sold out. But look at that, man. Fuck. So, hey, guys, that's how we get on that level. Fool. How we get on that level, dog. So the, that ghost, right. A lot of people have seen the ghost, right? Yeah. It's from an old Betty Boop cartoon. Mm -hmm. uh, the family actually gave me permission. Oh, because when I first made that, that's actually, that's actually the main design that most people get tattooed. Um, they, I call it just keep going because as you can tell, he looks like he's hating life yeah. and we've all been in that moment. He's fucking moving it right along. Whoa. Yeah. We've all been in that moment in the military where if, whether it's a selection process or just not regular training where do we want to fucking quit, but you just have to keep going. Yeah. And also in life, things get dark and they suck sometimes, but I promise things will get better if you just keep going. So that. Been, this has been the number one design who's been tattooed. So when I was making the shirts, I was like, yo, man, I don't want to get in trouble 
and I sent an email to the family because obviously the original artist is dead. Mm -hmm. And I sent them an email of who I am, what I do, pictures and and, and videos of the events. And I'm like, hey, if you want me to to quit, um, uh, I'll do it. If 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 I if if I had to pay royalties or 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 whatever, you, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I was just trying to do something cool for the community. And they're like, we love it. Nice. You can keep using it like you're using it. Like this is what we want the the art to live on. That and, is awesome. And, and do something yeah. great. That's fucking great. Um. So keep people going. are like, yo, That's how do you fucking do it? And I'm like, dude, I, I was just open. To the family. I'm going to see you getting a tattoo like that soon. I, I love it, man. I love it because, you know, even saying keep going. I mean, again, going back to the beginning of the podcast, that's really been your story. Is just keep, keep going. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. Now it sounds like you're finding a way to help your community and um, attack to that same kind of love that Mexican you Marvel character fool. He's, this is the this is the <laughs> this is this is the fucking yeah. the superhero we've always been looking I, for. I, dog. Dude, I told uh, it. I told uh, what did people from well, I went on the Instagram page this full, right? Yeah. The show, this okay, full, yeah. and 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 other big things. I was like, yo, man, if you need help from somebody who's actually been there, done that, that that you, I can either be in it or advice. Like, yo, I'll help out just to help out. I don't even want to fucking payment. I just want to help out. So, so you know, if I can do this, so the younger generation is like, fuck, like. I can fucking do that too because yeah. he looks like me, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was, we're business owners now, fool. We're group yeah. leaders. We're community leaders. We're the motherfuckers starting trends, continuing them, building for for future. There's always that uh, generational wealth. You know that the term that you never really yeah. know until you get older. It's like, oh shit, this is how it's supposed to be done. This is how it's been done forever. We're not on. We're not on that level. But, but the guys like Angel are slowly getting us on. The, the guys like you, Justin. Yeah. Guys like me. Guys like Casas. Guys like all these fools, man. Dude, we're the, slowly battling yeah, for that. The days of us being at the bottom and being treated like shit, those days are over. Gone. And not only are they over, I plan on taking it to the next fucking level. It. I've been in areas, even though I have been accepted in all these little mm-hmm. areas that I've been at, I've also seen it. You know, you know when you see it, when it fucking hurts them that I'm there. It fucking hurts them that I'm that I'm in that studio with them, mm. or, or or where I'm at this event, or or I'm in this unit. It fucking hurts them, dude. Uh, that's why even fucking more. Like I got the uh, Mexican flag tattooed on my hand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I got the American flag too. But you jab them uh, with the Mexico and you hook them with the right, dude. I was like. Uh, even more um somebody because i got the american flag first so and somebody asked me like yo man what how come you don't have a mexican flag on you i was like dude to the people that hate to see me and 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 be there i'm a walking talking mexican flag uh there you go right so i don't need to get the mexican flag i mean but even though i was already planning on getting it but i was just waiting uh because i purposely wanted to get it at tribal headquarters nice who gave it to you um, uh, avocado man. Oh, nice. <laughs> because I, I got this from, from an active duty service member. Okay. And then I was waiting for Isaac, actually Isaac. Isaac, tribal, I was say, yeah. But he was in Japan. So I had the American flag for so long and I'm like, fucking Isaac is always doing big things. Good for him. But yeah. I'm like, bro, come to the fucking States. Yeah. I need you. <laughs> so then I, uh, Bobby's like, try avocado man. And then he, try avocado man. <laughs> he, he, he hit me up and I was like, bro, that fool gets down too though. Let's nothing go. But fucking winners out there. Dude, I've gotten nothing but compliments on this one. They're like, dude, it looks fake. It looks like a, 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 it looks like Justin sticker. licked the top of your hand and then just a place that yeah. sticker on there. Yeah. You're good at that. 
you know? So I, I lick hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take it that far. And, and again, I, I asked my wife, and when I was talking, I was like, what do you think about everything that I'm doing? You know, she's like, well, it's you there. It's, 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 do you want to take on that responsibility? I'm like, well, do you, I know you helped me out so much during my special operations run mm -hmm. and me being in Afghanistan and Iraq, but like doing this, you know, she's like, and she's all for it. She's like, Good. yeah. Yeah. she's a hundred percent for it so in every in, in any event she's always helped me or be there so like sometimes I'll, I'll do an open mat and i'll have and this is how much people love what i'm doing that i've been at tournaments and and 10 planet guys and gracie baja jiu-jitsu guys have my fucking rash guard on nice and, and these are <laughs> these are gyms that traditionally hate each other oh yeah for sure and they're fucking rocking you're, it. you're bridging the gap again bro bridging and, gaps you know, so I, one of the biggest things that I do is, is sell rash guards. Mm -hmm. And actually, I know, motherfucker. I've been, try, I've been trying to buy one. <laughs> I can't find one, but I've been trying to get one. Dude, what size are you? XL. Not for long, though. I, I got you. Dude. Not for long, Justin. Not for long. Maybe give him a double X. <laughs> dude, so I, dude, I've been listening to this and watching it for a while now. And uh, first of all, it's fucking dope to be here. I can't believe that I fucking here. my mind, bro. It's dope to fucking have you here, yeah, fool. Yeah, for sure, man. And go ahead, tell me we've lost weight since you first saw us. No, we get so it. <laughs> we understand completely. So before when you guys were uh, first actually doing it, you started talking about it. I was like, fuck, I can fucking help them. This is what I went to school for, mm. you know? Fuck. Pay attention, Justin. Yeah, so yeah. I'll tell you right here, right now. Uh, uh, some of the problems when it comes to losing weight or being healthy is we underestimate the calories we take in and we overestimate the calories that we actually burn. Uh, when you go, like, let's say run, when you run, you, you burn about a hundred calories per mile. So think about it. If you eat a fucking make whatever sandwich that's 500 calories and change, you make, have to make run. donut. This motherfucker's ate a donut. I had, I had, I had, I had half a fucking donut, bro. Have a fucking donut. You have to run. Yeah. Five miles minimum just to burn it. So you have to be, uh, to lose one pound, you have to be at a deficit of 500 calories per day. How does that equate to Peloton miles? Uh, it, <laughs> it, it's also up, up to the intensity, yeah, right? Because yeah. you can do five 80. miles, whatever, or you can fucking kill yeah. it, right? So um, a pound is about 3,500 calories, right? That's what my... So you need to be at in a deficit of that to, 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 to see results. Yeah. So which would equal 500 calories deficit a, a, in a week. So, right. Cause five times seven is 3,500 3, 3, calories. Um, we intake things, a lot of calories in sugary drinks. The, uh, when you, when you buy juices at the store that say hundred percent legally, they're allowed to put that label hundred percent because, and this is the kicker. There actually only needs to be a certain percentage of real juice in there for it to for be. For it to actually be classified that. So unless you squeeze it yourself, that is nothing but sugar. Um, a lot of co coffee drinks are have a lot of high calories. Um, Just black. Maybe some heavy, some of the half and half cream. Are we, we looking so good light, there still? Light, yeah, you're looking good. All right, all right. Better cool. than the uh, mocha latte, uh, better nah, than wait. that. What about me says mocha anything for? Um, <laughs> Nutrient-dense <laughs> foods is your way to go. So, but what what does that mean? That means is- No calorie burritos is all I'm hearing. It's, it's in low calories, high in nutrients, right? 
Um, and it doesn't, healthy doesn't mean you have to eat boiled chicken. No, 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 no. The game has changed. Healthy food tastes fucking amazing, right? And it doesn't mean, and you should never eliminate everything because nine times out of 10, people fail. Yeah. Going cold turkey of, I'm going to stop this and that. No, no, no. What you do is you take away little by little, mm. right? So if- Methadone style, bro. So Methadone. if every day, so if five days a week you go to a, a Burger King, try four for two like a week or two and then and then and then you're like yo that was kind of easy well then do two and then before you fucking know it you will not be going to burger king at all never been angel never been to burger king what fuck about a mcdonald's and mcdonald's see there you go but honey. i haven't been in months i'm doing my best <laughs> I, I just fuck dog i'm gonna start sending messages like hey man i'm at 220 pounds i need to get this i just want to get back down to two oh two you're, you're slowing down as i am gonna say you started off week one yeah hard, for two weeks names. i hit hard and then this last week i said you know i'm gonna take it easy but then again today it's picking up we got fucking boxing today. We got jujitsu tomorrow. Okay. We got fucking nothing on Wednesday. Then Thursday, it's jujitsu and boxing. Then the fucking bike rides. And then throughout the week, it's just Peloton, Peloton. The diet is what I don't want to change, fool. That's where I'm the the, the most hard-headed. Yeah. It's like, I'll just eat less. You can, like, never, yeah. you can never outwork a diet. Mm. You can't. Mm. Unless you're a marathon runner. Nip. So when I was running marathons and ultra marathons, that's when I, I could cheat the most. Um, because you are burning so many calories. Like, so training up for an ultra marathon, uh, Saturday, I would run a half marathon Sunday. I would run another half marathon and I would fucking eat nachos and pizza. No problem. And I was looking yeah, good, yeah. you know, but unless you are running high fucking miles, nope. you will never outwork a, a shitty diet. I run my mouth. That's Eliminate about it. Eliminate the cool. sugar, right? Eliminate yeah. the sugar of all kind. Drink so, a lot of water. You you know, the drink, so some tricks here and there, yeah, right? Yeah. To, to, to get it going. One, never go cold turkey. You will fail. Uh, you will go back to it. Not only will you go back to it, but you will- Probably uh, go back heavy. Go back heavy. That's, right? what, that's what people tend to do. Eat, eat big salads um, and still reach for that. Like for me, it's chips. Eat, eat big salads. So eat your meal. Eat a big ass salad. You'll be being more more like filled. Like ranch, you throw bacon, bacon. Oh, no, 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 fuck. No, no bacon, shit. bacon, bro. I'll see people. I'll see people grab salads Go and then they'll do the ranch dressing, mm. the bacon, yeah. the croutons. I'm in. And I'm, I'm like, you are. <laughs> You're backfired. Yeah. <laughs> You're defeating the purpose of what happened right now. But I had a salad, Angel. You said I could have a salad. Dude, that's my aunt. My aunt would be like, I had a salad. I like. Yeah, I saw you drench that shit. You don't see it, but it's swimming in ranch soup. <laughs> yeah, it defeats the purpose. Uh, all right, fuck, man. Um, We're gonna learn. We're gonna learn, fool. Hey, I'm, I'm going. I'm a drink, target, drink, bro. drink a lot of water. So, um, so uh, you're you're supposed to drink about uh thirty milligrams of water per kilo. Mm. So some people might be like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" Cartel so, talk. So Go you, ahead. So you weigh yourself. And and you you Google it right, uh, like the hundred sixty pounds and a kilo, right? And then you multiply that by thirty milligrams. And nowadays, most people have that Nalgene bottles that have the yeah, ounces, that has everything, yeah. and then just convert that to ounces. So that will let you know that's how much water I'm supposed to drink. A lot of people um, actually reach for something to eat when they're actually thirsty and need to drink water, and, yeah. they, and, and not just water. Uh, micronutrients so 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 um like uh pay it? attention fucker like pay attention. additives maybe? yeah yeah what yeah, is uh, yeah, yeah. liquid iv yes liquid, liquid IV. iv is fucking perfect dude okay um gus write this shit down go ahead the body needs uh a lot of micronutrients most people talk about uh the macros right so uh -huh. protein fats and 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 um uh carbohydrates uh, which is very important and it's not that one is more important than the other but uh you need micronutrients 
um, because there's a lot of chemical reactions in your body. Uh, you actually burn more calories just laying down than you would do a workout. Like for example, let's say I run five miles uh, and you burn about 100 calories per mile. So that's 500 calories, right? But you, you, my, my, my metabolic rate and how much I burn just to be alive because uh, I've, I've been on the scale and stuff like that is uh -huh. about 1600 calories. All right. Right. So, so your, your body does a lot of chemical reactions to make hormones, not just testosterone. You, you got to make enzymes and stuff like that to break down the food and we're so failing, on. We're failing, bro. All of that. I just, we're fucking, what did you start at? What was your starting weight? 222. Okay. Mine was a 229 and I'm at 222.4 this morning. Uh, what are you at? I'm at 218. I was at 212 last Wait, wait, wait. Wednesday. So you were talking shit to me right now and I'm I'm the one that stayed consistent. I'm still going down, dog. Me, me too. <laughs> Dude, 229 <laughs> to 222 is I want to see the scale. You didn't show the scale. Man, fuck my my yeah. dick was showing the reflection. I sent a picture of the scale, fool. I sent a picture of the scale and then I sent it and it looked just like, those are my balls. I can't fucking take a picture like this anymore. No, so I'll take you a picture when I get yeah, home. But yeah, yeah I for me, I just like I, I'm I'm I need to stay focused with like working out, doing jujitsu, doing the boxing, doing all of these things. And not it's it's true. I don't want to I don't want to cut out eating. Like last time we made a fat steak, bro, and I was like, all right, gonna make this that. I just have to slowly dial that back. Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like this year is different than any other year we've tried to like fucking do this in the sense that we were brothers. <laughs> All of us involved in this shit, we're all brothers and we all hold ourselves accountable to a certain level. And I feel like we're going we to do it this yeah. year. Yeah. And My it, goal is just 200, but 200 where we're, we can, you know, take his course, his stress course. Yeah. Go up fucking north, first, bro. bro go, wait, we should take the fucking stress course first. See our, where we at. Come back, reassess, game plan, strategize, yeah, learn, How and then hit it, it on again. The calendar for yeah. March, so yeah. we at least know we got it. Fucking Wait, February, bro. Let's go in February. Let's get this shit done. <laughs> no, because this is the entry level one. We go in February. We get our asses handed to us, you know, yeah. and then we fucking all right. Fuck, my little dog. I thought I thought it was better than that. Turns out I'm fucking useless. And then you go back and Throwing you fucking up, yeah. Dude. And then oh. they good, good. And then you come <laughs> back and we plan, boom, boom, and then we go back again, like in May. And then we see where the fuck Rolling we're at. Dog. Boom. Bro, I'm going to look like John Wick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing shit, bro. We're going to get that done, bro. How, how does that work? How do we sign up? Where do we go? What are the rates? Let's get these people so, out there to you. So we run a bunch of courses, right? So uh, we some of our more favorite courses for students, we take vehicle and law enforcement and other agencies that we train. We take vehicles and we shoot and we teach them how to shoot inside and outside. So uh, there's certain ways that are better than other, how to manipulate your weapons uh, when you are being attacked from the outside and then vice versa. Um, Damn, where to the be, outside, dog. Yeah. <laughs> where to be when you're shooting and moving um, around a vehicle because uh, Hollywood makes you think that a, a vehicle is bulletproof, that, but it's not. It's only certain areas that actually are, are, are beneficial to you. I feel uh, you're talking from Santa Ana times and Afghanistan times currently, <laughs> my friend. These are these are things that are true. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do that. We have uh, pistol courses, rifle courses, shotgun courses. Uh, we also have so some physical and mentally courses. Like so, we call it over the beach. So some of a bunch of our cadre are Navy SEALs, active duty and former. So we'll we'll they'll do Navy SEAL style workouts. Um, for you guys, yeah, can I, I not sign up for that one? For? <laughs> where, where to start off? Yeah, start. a simple pistol course. Cool, yeah. right? We'll we'll run through the basics and the. We beginning. never shot guns. That's allowed. Hypothetically, just saying, yes, we've yes, never shot guns. Yes. That's good. We we take in beginners. Okay. We have Side, beginners. Sideways? 
We yeah we no sideways. No, that, <laughs> this way or that way. This way. <laughs> fucking um, Justin's gonna come back with a wooden leg. You're gonna totally turn into the fucking dude from America. Me, the white guy fool. Uh, <laughs> and um, we can even depending on how many students it is, we can provide firearms. All um, right, because some people don't have any. Yes, that'll um, that'll be us. And uh. So this could either be a public course or a private course. And and in some ways it's cheaper to do a private course. Yeah, we want if private. You, yeah, it, I don't want to embarrass ourselves or fucking look like weenies in front of other people for I'd rather it, look like a weenie just for you. <laughs> you know, this weenie is for your eyes only. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a big number. What's a big it, number? What are we looking for? Uh at least six, eight. We can do that. How, what's the cost? So we know how to tell these motherfuckers. Eight heads so, cost how okay. much for pistols. So before I even go with the cost, I... Well, I you know it's big when they... Like, before I even tell you how much this costs, let me tell you the benefits of what we're buying. Shit, <laughs> wait, I'm ready, fuck. Because... Um, Get the checkbook, Gus. Somebody was like, yo, this is... Fuck, this is pricey. And I, I tell them, how much is your life worth? How, how much... <laughs> Love it, dude. Get it, bro. How much is the life of your more on wife, Friday than on Tuesday? Girlfriend, <laughs> your kids, your grandma, your grandpa, two hundred dollars. How much is it worth? How much is it worth? So you know, so we have a minimum of a hundred an hour. Good, right? Uh, how many hours are these classes? You so you can you can do a half day, uh huh, which is four hours, or you can do a full day. All right, we eight in. hours. We you right? and Gus again. I know Pedro's in this motherfucker. It's oh, like shit. Four, four bones a person, right? Oh. Ba, 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 no, 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 no. The, the, the whole course? Plus the range fee and stuff like that. Let's go. And where is this? Where are we going? Silmar. I don't it's even an, know what that means. Silmar is- Is that like in the Middle East? Where is it? Oh, LA. Cool. LA. <laughs> it's, a, it's an outdoor- well, There's that range right there. It's an outdoor range, right? We go there and 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 we can do our thing. So Live ammunition. Yeah. Dude, okay. we'll provide all of that. All you have to do is show up. We it, can man. do that. We can fucking do that. You gonna be there, bro, when we go? Yeah. All right. And you can request me and be like, yo, I'm only I going to Angels there, yeah, bro. No. I'm only going I'm, I'm by then I hope to have an OG pumpkin fucking rash guard. I'm just gonna wear it all the time and I'm gonna be like, we, yo. We got some rash guards on the side. <laughs> <laughs> we got some. Oh, look at me. Oh, hey. I got me. <laughs> No, boom. I never want to give me a high five. I was all in. I'm in, bro. You sold me. You've we, captivated me. We do that because um, I'm a. I, I know. I know some communities are are, are against uh, guns, especially in the low income communities where their their only gun interactions is through gang members. But you you have to be ready to prepare. To, to carry yourselves and COVID should have opened a lot of eyes and it did because bonus uh, business was booming after that. Cause a lot of people realized, fuck, like there's not enough law enforcement to take care of me, especially during the riots. They're like, I need to be better prepared for myself. And, 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 and I, I get it if you are scared for, for guns, but trust me, we will change your way. Like for example, we had a, a student bring his dad and his dad was a high school teacher mm. And he's like, dude, I'm against guns. I'm only here for 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 him. Yeah. And he, he was asking me, how come you cops don't fucking shoot people in the leg? And then he <laughs> went through the whole training, and he's like, now I know why they don't shoot him in the leg. This is hard. Yeah. Like this isn't a fucking Hollywood movie where you point shoot and you're killing like 20 dudes. Alec it, Baldwin. It is not. Right. You know. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason, you're talking shit on fucking Alec Baldwin, Alec fool. Baldwin, no. You nasty yeah, motherfucker. What Go a ahead. dumbass, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Is he to blame? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, because this is coming from motherfuckers that have never done gun safety. Okay. So, so. Because I feel like if I'm at work and somebody says, all right, homie, go ahead, I'm like, all right. Bro, when, when, when that happened, I literally just came back from working with National Geographic and, and, and that was my fucking job with the other person, whoever the fuck it was to do their fucking job. That only happens when one, the, the advisor isn't doing their fucking job and isn't qualified. And most Oof. people in Hollywood are not qualified. They just happen to work in a movie or two. And then now they're like, all oh. of a sudden their fucking credit goes up and they're yeah, about yeah. it. Now they're fucking superstars in this and in, in the subject matter expert when they're fucking not. And then him to shoot that gun, the, uh, it, 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 that just doesn't happen. It doesn't go off by itself. Right. You know, like it, you can even watch some of these videos. If, if you can get a loaded Glock and fucking smash that motherfucker on the ground. And then it is not going to shoot. A lot of you these. You squeeze it. Yeah, a lot of these, yes, you have to pull the trigger. So in order for, for that individual to shoot, to be killed, he, got, he had to point it at that person. Was it, I'm not sure if it was a guy or girl. Uh, it was a woman. It and, was a woman. Yeah. And pulled the fucking trigger. And aimed it at her. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like we give a lot of credit to people that shouldn't have credit. Like. Um, NFL stars, NBA stars, uh, uh, celebrities that they all of a sudden are some fucking subject matter expert because they've been, they, they're, they have the fame, right? Just because Alec Baldwin has been in fucking a lot of movies and shows doesn't mean he knows how to work a gun. There's so many, but he's been in that romantic comedy. It's complicated. It got complicated for him real fast. (laughs) It's a way for poor guy. Not really, but whatever. Any individual that would know how to have the basic skills to manipulate a weapon that would never have happened to them. They would have known to check it first or. Well, first of all, they know they would have known to, to check it, right. To check if it was loaded and, and then to pull the trigger and point, like you pointed the gun and you pulled the trigger and that's how it shot. I don't, and, and that's poor training. And he, and if he has had some training from other people, yeah, bro, come to us because we'll fucking yeah, teach you. Get it, fool. <laughs> this is the motherfucker you need to hire. This is the company you need to hire right here, man. Get it done. Look at you, man. We're going in. We're fucking going in. This is the year that we better ourselves in every component, bro. We're reading more. We're talking to fucking interesting people who bring value to the table. Mm-hmm. We're going to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically break ourselves down and build ourselves up this year, except for Gus. Cause, you know, because he's already there. He's already there. He's already doing his thing. But everyone else, I feel like we we are in a position where we're meeting the right people. We're shaking yeah. the right hands, and we just need to develop these relationships. This is a fucking rising star. Well, I see Angel as being. Um, I mean, getting me and this dude all psyched up to do better with our lives is probably. I wanted great- a taco before this. I don't want shit no yeah, more. Fuck that taco. Nah, man. It's probably a great representation. <laughs> great representation of of what you do on the day to day, man. And talking to people, connecting with people, getting people motivated to live their best lives, man. So I, yeah. I appreciate that, man. And it it. Somebody asked me one time, they're like, hey, man, you know, a lot of people are watching you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, no, no, no. Do you understand? A lot of people are watching you. And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you ever get stressed out? I was like, no, because I just have to be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ask people not only to judge me for like when they say, when they hear that I, yeah, I donated the kidney. I do, I do a lot of stuff for, for the low income community. Don't just judge me for all the good things that I've done. Also take into account all the bad things that I've yeah. done. Um, because I've done a lot of bad things. I've been a lot of vocal about the things that I, the, my, my, my failures and, and, and stuff like that, because I, I am not perfect. Um, but I feel like I'm to the point where I can help the youth and the people. I've had a lot of people be like, yo, dude, I look up to you and I'm, and you're younger than me. 
Not, and I don't tell that to anybody. And enough times that I'm like, fuck, dude, like. A lot of pressure with that? At times, yeah. But not pressure to act a certain way because this is who I am. Yeah, I, I met people. Uh, pressure uh, to keep it going. Yeah, just to keep it going mm. and not, you know, fuck it up. Yeah. So, well, you're not faking the funk, well, obviously. No, no, I'm, I'm not. But Bobby did tell me, and this is years ago, before everything came, Bobby told me, he's like, you're going to get, you're going to get money. You're going to get fame. You're going to get people wanting to be in your social circle. He's like, you're going to get women and you're going to get drugs point showed be in your face. Stay away from that. Yeah. He's like, keep your circle small. Keep, you know, stay in your path. Don't get lost. Cause you're going to, you're going to get lost. Isn't and it's going to go forever. Bobby be telling that same speech over and over and over. Fool. I and love then, but Bobby. It, but, it, but it, means, but it, that just means it's, yeah. Yeah. it comes from a place of like, I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I think that's where our connection is. Our connection is Bobby. Yeah. Bobby said, yo, man, bring him on. Reach out to him. I'm going to give him your information and he's going to reach out to you. Make this happen. And as soon as I started just looking at what you were like, Pff, let's go. Let's go. Bo Bobby's such a great guy, man. And and he's been helping me he's so much. I He's like, bro. No, Hey, twenty percent off. Emo Brown Social Club card. Hey, say wait, wait, wait. Not guilty. I have a feeling he won't be guilty, fool. Bobby gets down. He does, man. Bobby is this guy. Currently, Bobby is this guy for all of us. I feel like Bobby runs the show. You know, he runs the show, but he doesn't do it with the sense of like, what's coming my way. Yeah, it's more like. I've been there. Let me teach you guys so you guys can keep doing this thing and push it. You guys are the next level. Steve, you got to run for politics. Steve, you got to I was like, I ain't running for shit, bro. So I'm not going to do any of that. All I want to do is talk shit, have fun with my friends. But along the way, you know, turn people on to new people. Turn people on to Angel Cortez. Turn people on to fucking Justin Live for the third. Yeah. You know, Gus, fucking El Compa Ryan, El Pinchi, El P-Taps, Casas. Like, I want to introduce. I, I feel fortunate that I hang out with a bunch of heavy hitters. You know, I, I feel like the circle that I surround myself with, every, everybody around me brings something of value to the table positively, you know? Yeah. And my job is just, fuck, let's go. Let's promote everybody, fool. Everybody that fucks with us, let, let's make sure that they have a pro proper platform from which to spit their shit and have a good time. And at the long time, everyone's learning. You are the embodiment of that yeah. to the next level. I appreciate that. And because, look, uh, I don't know the exact numbers of Mexicans here or Latinos in general. Right here, one, two, three, pretty much everybody, Angel. No, but I'm talking about oh, the my, United, my, my. In the oh, United States. And and there is not enough leadership or representation in it. And this isn't even coming from a like super left side where, oh, we're not being represented. No, there, there just isn't enough leaders there for our voice to be heard. When uh, if somebody wants to correct me, and I'm pretty sure somebody will, uh, there's a lot of us here, maybe yes. even more. <laughs> we ain't going to, nowhere. <laughs> and we're not in a, in certain levels that we should. And that's the, the, the path that I'm going. And that's how when Bobby was like, I love it. Bobby was like, yo, you need to run for something or whatever. I don't think I need to run for something to, to be a leader. Stay in your lane, do your thing. And I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. And it's going to go higher and higher. I mean, I had, um, dinner with the LA sheriff, mm. uh, the other day and, People were like, what the fuck? And I told him, I shook, I shook my hand. I shook his hand, and I was like, hey, my name's Angel Cortez. I'm a former army ranger, and I used to sell guns and drugs. And, yeah. and, and, and he's like, just, oh, you are outstanding warrants. Outstanding oh, warrants. <laughs> his, his fucking aide was like, like, what the fuck? And we're in Beverly Hills, right? And, and he, she's like, what the fuck is, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, hey, based on, on 
the laws and restrictions that have been that have been placed on you is making your job difficult. I appreciate somebody like you is still out there trying to fix the situation because you're not going to fix the situation with with hugs and kisses. And I told him coming as a former uh, gang member who sold guns and drugs, what I would label this time right now is the golden age of crime. I did a lot of things and I had to be careful on how I would do it. Now these criminals, because I, I still have the mind of a criminal, like I see it in a criminal way. This, they, there's no reason. I know, dude. Like serious fucking thugs are like, bro, they ain't fucking stopping me. They're not gonna stop me. And a lot of these people are fucking savages to the world to the point where you're seeing it attack the the vendors, attack people's businesses. Yeah. Uh, not just go like I used to rob. Um, uh, drug dealers and I loved it because they weren't the criminal isn't gonna go to the cops. Yeah, these people don't give a fuck. There is no respect. They're they're uh, attacking grandmothers, kids. It, I saw a video where a high schooler got fucking jumped for the phone, you know, uh, or people's businesses were like, bro, how what the fuck is going on here? And it's because the restraints and restrictions that are being in place on the people that would fucking calm down the animals. Mm. I told him all that and the the fucking aide was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's an icon that's that's heavy shit justin are you I ready it. i love it are man. you ready for all this that's coming I, I look i hope you go whatever direction you want to go you obviously can do anything you want to do you're a bad motherfucker and i'm a fan i think that i point out what i'm hearing as well besides your ability to influence and have and and represent Hispanic communities, right? But you respect uh, un, um, represented communities, man. And you show that there is power in believing in yourself. There's power in being resilient. There's power in listening to those around you because most of the part of your story is there was someone in your corner that shed a little bit of light and you were open to listen and you're open to use that. And to me, that is all the makings of a, of a beautiful human being that's going to do great things. And A hundred percent, man. Because sometimes I'll go on these these big podcasts that lean more to the right and they're like, we need more people like you that fucking pick up themselves with their bootstraps. Mm. And I'm like, and I correct them right then and there. I'm right. like, look, yes, I did a lot of work, but but the my life really changed when I stopped blaming the world for my problems. I took accountability for my actions. And no matter what happened, I kept driving forward. But mm -hmm. along the way, people were saw that and were willing to help me and gave me yep. a lot of their time yep. and energy. So it wasn't a me thing. It was it takes a village. Man. It was people were giving me stuff too. Yeah, so yeah. so this whole pick pick yourself up. But some of the fuckers don't have bootstraps to pick yourself up from. Yeah, let's so, be real. Let's be real. Like when people like from the outside looking in say, yeah, you pick yourself up. Yeah, I mean, I picked myself up from something. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I kept going. I didn't stop. You know, and that's yep. the embodiment over here. Yeah, the dude. fucking embodiment of it. And I was just smart enough to fucking listen. Mm. And that's one of my best attributes. And one of my first section leaders told me that. He's like, you know what your best skill is? That you just shut the fuck up and listen. And that's hard for people. Yeah, People to just shut up and not give their opinion, not give their two cents, not immediately dismiss somebody and be like, what can I learn from them? And then actually apply it. And he's like, I wish more people fucking had that because they'd be better soldiers. I learned today about keep going. And we're going to fucking keep going for, we're going to go up north. We're going to go to Silmar. Silmar. We're going to take some cash. We're going to pay this young man to teach us how to be men. And we're going to bring them shits back. And we're going to learn. We're going to be, hey, this is our year, man. Thank you very much for coming down here, Ankel. Yes. yes. Thank you. Angel Cortez. Thank cheers brother, to you, brother. brother, brother. I'm happy. Uh, fuck, you lead. We follow. We're going, oh, fuck. Really? One more. All right. Fuck, you lead. I follow. Fuck it. Ni modo.
You're the one who poured them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, hey. told- I'm all in, bro. Whatever, whatever it is you do, whatever it is you need from us here in South San Diego, South Bay, Chula Vista, all of the parts down here. We got your back and we're all willing, committed to helping you spread the word, man. Real I, talk. I appreciate it. I, I because it, it it's not a me thing. It's a it's a we thing. And there's there's a, not a community and a movement without people. Um, so I, I appreciate you bringing me out here. Uh, I've been a fan as soon as I heard about it. There's so much good shit in the world that you don't hear about everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was, but I was lucky enough to hear about this. And I look forward to every fucking show. It's, uh, I'm fucking cracking up. Calmate, wey. Dude. Damn. Dude. Gus, listen. <laughs> He's cracking up. He's laughing. Let me connect that dot. We're funny. Yeah. <laughs> Angel, by all means, bro, though, thank you very much for coming down. We appreciate yeah. everything. It's a pleasure to fucking get to know you. And we're going to keep this going because we ain't going to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, Angel Cortez. Thank you very much for coming in and teaching us. And we're going to go up there. We're going to go up there. We're going to sign up. Tell us, send us a link where to sign up. It'll be fun. No, everything. No, we need to do shots.